0: Listening to Two Sons of Tatooine. If there's a bright center to the universe, you're listening to the podcast that it's farthest from. And here are your hosts, Jonathan and Nathan. Greetings, and welcome back to another episode of Two Sons of Tatooine. Uh, my name is Nathan, a.k.a. N.P. Bro, and joining me today is Jonathan Cohen, our co-host. If you're a regular listener, you may have noticed uh, we have not posted in the past couple of weeks. We had experienced some technical difficulties uh, behind the scenes, we lost a very long and hard worked episode, so we'll we'll eventually bring that episode back. But it kind of took the wind out of our sails for a bit. Uh, we're we're back and ready to make up for lost time today. As we discuss, uh, we were able <laughs> to compile ten one-liners. Each of us a list of ten one-liners out of all of the Star Wars canon and and really beyond that, Star Wars expanding universe can be allowed to. Uh, but these will be some of our absolute favorite one-liners. And I think we even extended yours to fifteen, and I extended mine to fifteen. Just general yeah. quotes, allowing that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of, I kind of really looking forward to this, Jonathan. But before I go any more, just kind of tell what informed your list, and did you did you go for what was the funniest moments, or did you do a mix, or did you you go a little funny, a little serious, a little inspirational, or? What's your I, favorite meme? Or?
1: <laughs> I actually Just, went with the quotes that when I think of quotes that like stick with me, that have impact uh, from the movies uh, and and from other media as well. So I have one one-liners and then I have five quotes. And even though some of the quotes are like my favorite quotes, I put them. I'm gonna put them in when we do our ranking, like at the bottom, because they're not from this movies and they're not like quick one-liners. They're they're longer stuff. So that was my decision. My five full quotes are all from books, and then my ten one liners are all from movies. Except I do have one one liner from the TV show uh, from from Rebels. And so okay. I uh, I was actually like I was afraid I would just be like I'm going Hit one like movie or something too hard, but actually I'm very spread out uh, among the movies and shows. I, I have a lot of different uh, representation. Not, not, no movie shows up twice. So,
0: okay, well, yeah, that's that's good. You're very well balanced. I uh, honestly, and I thought to myself, you know what? I should not, I should not include any of the like you know memes. Actually, yeah. I, I should leave the. You know, I am the Senate and let's leave out, yeah. the, you know, you know, and the children, too. And like um, um, I left out the memes, maybe, too. Maybe maybe in another another list, we can actually just go and just go over memes themselves. <laughs> no, I, I as I was kind of going through and thinking through episode at a time, you know, the, the quotes that most kind of lended themselves towards my notice and and have always lended themselves towards my notice were things, you know, that were big Star Wars moments and were big a lot of times they conveyed a lot more than just what they were said to the person. Yep. And they had they had relation to the whole themes of Star Wars. A lot of the times they were they were dealing with a concept or with a a moral lesson or with a just a character growth moment that they had to get over. Um, just some kind of some kind of teaching or inspiration. And those meant a lot to me so I, I picked a lot of those and and it, as i noticed you know i thought man a lot of these are the best quotes in star wars anyway uh so it's it's interesting to me how often star wars is able to relate to the human soul in that way mm-hmm. and just it's it's something that should raise us up and build us up and and inspire us to be better and it certainly does to me most of the time so anyway. <laughs> now my my quotes I,
1: are about making me a worse person so well, <laughs> that's not very hard. Not right. oh, I'm just kidding. Very I mean, nice, nicely done. I was, was tearing you up. up I, I anyway. did. I did too you up with that.
0: You didn't have to work that hard. <laughs> um. So the uh, the 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 way we'll do this, I I think, because uh, we have our longer quotes, we'll save those for the end. Ooh. And, uh, okay. What do you think? Sure. Yeah? Sure. You want to save the longer quotes for the end, or you want to go into those? I was
1: I was going to do those first and make like oh, the, okay. build build our way up to like our top one okay. liners. Well at then, the end.
0: okay, all right. You know what? I'm fine with that because, you know, we we're gonna. I feel like talking about some of these longer quotes that I have. We could talk about them for a minute. So yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, one are your favorites? Just start off with a good one. Pick a really good one. doesn't have to be in any order. You might have ranked them out of 10, but whatever.
1: Yeah, so we're talking about full quotes. I'll start with my uh, number four, and that comes from uh, A New Dawn, uh, the novel by John Jackson Miller, and it is the character Hera. She says, But seeing and doing nothing isn't the worst thing. The worst thing is to see and to not care. And I was like, ooh! Oh, that's a good quote. I like that. Mm. So,
0: yeah. seeing and doing nothing isn't the worst thing. It's seeing and not caring. Mm. So, what's the context behind that quote? So, that's is, that's that's f- and Dula before at what point in time? Like, after she is Rebels?
1: no, this this book is before Rebels. This is when she and Kanan meet. And during this book, Kanan is not um, uh, wanting to be a Jedi anymore. He's given up on life. He's a drunk, uh, and he's he's doing jobs to stay alive, but he's he mostly just wants to drink himself to death. And Hera, throughout the book, is trying to get him to join a rebellion, to start doing something. And that's one of her, her, her quotes to, to, to Kanan in that book.
0: Gosh, she caught him almost... Said that to Luke in The Last Jedi. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it would
1: have worked there too. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, <laughs> it's not just that you're doing nothing. You know that it's going on and you're doing nothing. It's that you, you know, almost don't even care. Yeah. You just abandon everything, Yeah, sad. Yeah. But very, very applicable. That's a theme that's been relevant throughout Star Wars. Yeah. Is, is when do you choose to get involved? Jedi are always asking themselves that question and when do you do nothing and when, does it, when is it not caring and when is it actual wise yeah Qui-Gon might differ from, mm-hmm. from some others um, okay what's I yours like quote. let me start us off with one um, <clears throat> okay this is one of the funnier ones that I have uh, this is from Jedi Knight uh, Jedi Outcast it's a quote from Kyle Katarn And a red-eyed bartender who, it's never been confirmed that he was Chiss, but he looks Chiss. He's got blue skin and red eyes. And the quote is, uh, Kyle says, uh, I'm no Jedi, I'm just a guy with a lightsaber and a few questions. And he says, of course, many peoples have them. He says, lightsabers? questions (laughs) (laughs) questions <laughs> <laughs> so we used to joke about this all the time my brothers and i and you know bartender bring me that lightsaber i mean beer <laughs> it was, would you like some questions with your lights with your I mean, it was all kinds of jokes we made like about that but um that's great in the in the in the game he, he can't get the bartender's attention same way, you know, Luke in A New Hope. And he just throws his lightsaber on the counter, like slams it down. And he's like, ah, Jedi's. I had no ideas. <laughs> and he, he has this horrible grammar. And later on, Kyle says, never trust a, a bartender with bad grammar. Um, so, of course, of course, the guy is like, you know, he's he's a criminal and he's working for criminals. So that quote is that quote is good from the game. It, it's It was hard to choose something, one thing from that game because there's so many hilarious moments. Um but good quote good quote
1: All right Well, my next quote is also a funny one. This uh, comes from uh, the novel Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston. And uh, some quick context. This book came out before they even planned to actually do Season 7 of Clone Wars. So this book Mm. briefly at the beginning, very briefly, tells the story of Ahsoka versus Maul. And it's very different from how it actually happened in the uh, TV show. But um I love the quote in for this uh because it is the most obvious joke and yet it's actually in Star Wars literature. It is uh Maul says, you're not even a real uh Jedi. Uh and uh Ahsoka <laughs> says, it'll be a fair fight then, you're only half a Sith.
0: Doesn't she say that in
1: Clone Wars? Not not uh not to him. She she uh makes some jokes with um uh with Ventress that are kind of similar in taste. About her being, uh, you know, not having any hair. Uh, I
0: and, feel and like I've heard that line in dialogue though. Yeah, mm. So no.
1: no. No, I mean that's that. This it's it's been in memes everywhere, but this was where it actually happened in a book. So I, I appreciated a, that.
0: That is a great quote. <laughs> it is so good that I think it's from the show <laughs> uh, and not from not from a book that I haven't read. Yeah. And if, like, then I already know the quote and it's from a book I haven't read, that's how you know it's a good quote. I mean, that's a good yeah. quote right there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the typical, you know, obviously Ahsoka's not known for holding back her verbal jabs. Yeah. She learned that from, from one of the biggest talkers in all of the Jedi in their history, <laughs> you know, Anakin, the king of taunting and the king of trash talk. So yeah. it rubbed off. She, she, she passed. That was pretty, that was a good zinger. Um, what about your next one here's here's a long quote that I love Um, and you'll know exactly what it is it's uh, this was spoken by two people it says uh, you have something I want (laughs) you may think you have some idea of what you have in your possession but you do not soon he will be back with me he means more to me than you will ever know and of course that's uh, the Mandalorian and also Moff Gideon Right, so yep. great quote, mm-hmm. great quote. That is, uh, I think, the fact that it's used twice. Yeah, you know, is the whole common response thing. You know, it's just the perfect turning of. You know, I'm gonna do this and throw it back in your face. So, uh, I I feel like that as far as Mandalorian quotes, that's the one that sticks out. That's not a one liner like "This is the way" or "I have spoken." Yeah, it's it's that is um, that is one of the most well written well said quotes i think in mm-hmm. terms of a longer quote
1: absolutely
0: would you, from
1: uh, would you from mandalorian i would i would think so uh i mean there are other good good quotes throughout mandalorian i'd have to go look to find them but yeah that is that is a very good one mm.
0: yeah i didn't include any other mandalorian quotes on my list did it's, you happen to
1: i did not but that okay. i was just thinking that's quotes basically the the uh uh, I will find you and I will kill you. Line from Taken.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, another quote that didn't make it from Mandalorian was um, from from the Jedi that I considered was uh, one of Ahsoka's quotes, where she says when she's meeting Mandalorian you know, she says, uh, "I like firsts, good or bad, they're always memorable." Yeah, that was, that was a quote that I almost put on the list.
1: Yeah, that, that is a good one. <clears throat> but,
0: okay. All Love right. You, man.
1: My next one is uh, from the novel, Master and Apprentice. Uh, this is a quote, of, is by, the novel is by Claudia Gray. This uh, quote is from Qui-Gon, and it is also uh, on the back of the book, uh, so it was very easy to find, because uh, it's a very, very memorable quote. Uh, this uh, In this book, Qui-Gon is mentoring uh, Obi-Wan during all their adventures, and this quote is, "...it matters which side we choose." Even if there will never be more light than darkness. Even if there can be no more joy in the galaxy than there is pain. For every action we undertake, for every word we speak, for every life we touch, it matters. I don't turn toward the light because it means someday I'll win some sort of cosmic game. I turn towards it because it is the light. And uh, very deep quote and talking about how you won't always win, but uh, it's the right thing to do. Uh, and I was like those kind of lines in movies. Uh, you know, you know, you'll fail. I know, but it's the right thing to do. It's that kind of quote, but it's longer right. and very eloquent. So
0: it's, it's the quote that says it's going to be harder. It's going to be, uh, in some ways, it's going to make everything way more complicated for me. Way mm-hmm. more difficult for me. Nothing is going to be the quick and easy path. Like, you know, the dark side would have been. Yeah. None of the choices will be the easier path. It'll, and when you play Star Wars games, for instance, you know, think about it. You always get the choice to, you know, uh, take a light side option that was, oh, well, you'll turn down a reward money for helping mm-hmm. someone. Or you'll have to go out of your way to do something extra. And the only re- reward that you might receive is light side points,
1: mm-hmm. which are
0: valuable in the game. They, they may benefit you to some degree. But a lot of the time, the Jedi they do that and they forego some kind of monetary reward. You know, like Leia would say, "If money is all that you love, then that's what you'll receive." Um, the, Je- <laughs> the Jedi are completely opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And the way that Qui Gon's putting this here, so I haven't met Red Master and Apprentice yet, but he he really he really chooses to <laughs> to speak quite eloquently, um, which that's that's within his character. Um, is this, is this, you know, in some kind of moral lesson that he's talking to Obi-Wan? Yeah,
1: yeah, 20? he's yeah he's talking okay. with Obi-Wan during this scene.
0: Context of it, yeah.
1: What's your next one?
0: Okay, this isn't a too long one, but it is a good one. Um, uh, to defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. Spoken by Grand Admiral Thrawn, as you might know, that quote really sums up. I think the the first book, the first novel, um, more so than the others, and of course, you know, season three, I believe, of of, Clone, or of Rebels.
1: That's where um, it actually <laughs> shows up.
0: That's where it's spoken, right? Yeah. But it it um it appears so much in his thought process that he could have said that at, at any at point. any point. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's his whole philosophy and you know, his understanding is enemy like nobody else. So in 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 many ways that quote kind of encapsulates him as, as a tactician and his his way of viewing things that's so different and so engaging and interesting to the readers and viewers, to like see from his perspective and uh, so that's why I love that quote. Do you, do you have anything about that quote that you love?
1: I have lots about that quote I love, but I'm going to save it for later because it's higher up on my list.
0: Oh, that's on your list too? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh. Obviously, we did not look at each other's lists before making them. <laughs> no, I didn't.
0: Oh, I didn't. Uh, well, that's um,
1: good. Yeah, we'll be surprised. Yeah, it's higher up in my list, so I'll talk about it in a second. Um, so in that case, I will go to my next one. Uh, my next longer quote is from uh, the novel... Heir to the Empire, and ironically, it is mostly this it's a back and forth, but it is uh, regarding Thrawn. Um, so uh, let me find it. Uh, here it is. It is the line Do you know the difference between an error and a mistake, Ensign? The entire bridge had gone deathly still. He swallowed again, the Ensign's face starting to go pale. No, sir. Anyone can make an error, Ensign, but that error doesn't become a mistake. Until you refuse to correct it mm. so that was that was written in in air to the empire it's when uh they're trying to get these sh- the 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 rebels are in these ships and Thrawn's going after them and they fail to um uh they fail to the empire fails to catch them in time. The rebels go into hyperspace, and Thrawn goes through and basically interrogates. All right, who was who was at the gun well? Who was the one person responsible for this? And they go back and forth, and he's like, "What'd you do wrong?" And the ensign's like, "I don't know." And then he goes into this little quote, and then afterwards he uh, he kills the kills the ensign. Um, uh, so this is when he's more villainous, but it's still such a great quote. It's such a such a, a good mantra about. You know, it's okay to it's mess mm. up, but if you you mess up and you don't fix something, that's when that's when there's an issue.
0: You know, that is a, to my mind I immediately go to Vader. You know, you have failed me for the last time. Yep. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't the, you know, the first or second offense. Sometimes it was the second offense, but it wasn't always that first offense that got you choked out. Uh, yep. Sorry killed, or or you know, other, other punishment, whatever Vader decided, but he had he had no patience for people who continually made the same mistakes, um, or in this case, errors, and they didn't they didn't fix them. They didn't mm-hmm. bother to to you know address it correctly. So that that is one difference in how he and Thrawn did it. Thrawn was much more of a teacher. And uh, let, me, <laughs> let me let me help you to uh, not have this happen again. Versus, no, nope, you didn't fix it on your own, so I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a good quote. I've got. Um. <clears throat> all right. This is actually. I'm going to go to my to my next one. This is the longest quote that I have. But let me give you some context. So. Okay. It's um. It's a quote from *Knights of the Old Republic*. Um. This is from a character named Jolie Bindo. Jolie is a. Uh. He's a Jedi, who is basically been an outcast hermit on chic he's been in the, you know Deep within the forest In the Outlands And the Shadowlands, sorry And for a very long time <clears throat> I think 10, maybe 15, 20 years He's been in XL and is on exile. Mm-hmm. you meet him He's this hermit, he eventually joins your party And when you Kind of talk to him, he gives you bits of wisdom Throughout, and he opens up to more or less Degrees, but he has some great one-liners But he has a lot of wisdom, though So here's the quote, and this is actually about in context of he had a wife who was also a Jedi, which is very interesting in Star Wars. So he's speaking about love. He says, and here's the quote, it's kind of long. You want love, you've got to fight for it. Sometimes, no matter how hard you try, you and the one you love simply aren't meant to be. The trick is to know when that is, to know when it's time to fight and when it's time to part ways. Love causes pain, certainly. Inevitably, love is going to lead to as much sorrow and regret as it does joy. How you deal with the bad part of love determines your character. What determines the dark side's hold over you? Love doesn't lead to the dark side. Passion can lead to rage and fear and can be controlled, but passion is not the same thing as love. Controlling your passions while being in love, that's what they should teach you to beware. But love itself will save you, not condemn you. Mm. So he, it's it's long, but and it takes you a long time to get to the point where he, where he opens up to that point. But it's so rewarding to hear him talk about love saving you, right? Yeah. And the difference between passion and love, and how yes, you know, rage and fear, um, which we know we know where Yoda speaks about those. Um, you know, fear leads to hate and anger, right, and suffering. Mm-hmm. Those, those things, all of them, yes, but passion and love, if you learn to control your passions, yeah you know, while you're in love, that's what you have to learn. Um, so anyway, it's a great quote. Did you, anything stick out to you about that?
1: Two things. One is it shows a direct contrast between, um, uh, uh-huh. between the Jedi of the old Republic versus the Jedi of the prequel era. That's a very, they would very much disagree on that quote, um, uh. And the, right. the other well, thing.
0: He was an outcast Jedi, so.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I'm thinking of is uh, this is like the opposite of the Will Smith uh, Oscar speech.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Yeah, because. Let's
0: not even get into that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, was, I was reading that. I was like, oh, this is like the exact opposite of what he was saying. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good quote. And it uh, really gets into the, the definitely the thought processes about how the Jedi should be, and you're like, hmm, shows how the Jedi were kind of wrong during uh, during the prequels. So, mm. I have the last of my longer quotes, if you're ready. So, yeah, I am. Um, uh, this is from a book that we are both reading, Kenobi, by John Jackson Miller, uh, and... Uh, This quote is from Kenobi in the book, and it says, The galaxy is full of creatures that are nothing like us at all. We can try to understand them, and we should, but even if we accept that what they're doing comes naturally, one is not beholden to comply when the Sarlacc asks for dinner. And this quote uh, has to do with understanding that you're going to deal with people who are different than you and it's good to understand them and and study them and to even like not quite empathize but like be aware of their situation but that does not mean you have to agree with them and that does not mean that you have to fully uh give them complete compassion he's saying in the book that it is it is good to understand but it's not good to to allow someone to commit something bad just because of of why they're doing it uh and uh, I can't discuss the placement of that quote because it's a spoiler in the book. But that quote is a very good quote in the book.
0: Mm. I see. Well, I'm probably not to that point yet because I do not recognize that quote. Nope. No, No, <laughs> you're
1: not. I know, I know you're not there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk. Uh, I've actually got no more long quotes. Oh, All mine are relatively shorter from this point on. so Me too. Relative, relatively short. So uh, let me go on to... This is going to be my 12 down to 1. So this is my number 12. Go I ahead will, and do 2.
1: I, do, do 12 and 11. That way we're caught up together.
0: All right. <clears throat> okay. Number 12, spoken by Ahsoka, is the quote, uh, I'm no Jedi. And that mm. quote, from the just iconic confrontation with Vader with the moment where she's been, you know, obviously Mace Windu made a joke to her, you know, citizen at the end of of Clone Wars. And throughout that time, she's been able to find this identity. What is she really? Mm -hmm. She doesn't know, but she knows she's not a Jedi. She has all of their values probably, most of their values. Probably Mm -hmm. what a true Jedi is, boiled down to it, she has all of those things. What she doesn't have is the politics. She has the essentials everything's been purified through the test of the tr- struggle and all she knows in this moment is Vader is standing between her or she's standing between Vader and Ezra and really she's the only thing standing in the way of Vader and doesn't matter if it's revenge or whatever it is she's no Jedi but she is going to stop him she is going to do the right thing um, that's how I that's how I take that quote
1: mm. and it's kind what of what uh, to add to that? Well, it also is, it's kind of, she's kind of also digging at at Vader since he also left the Jedi, uh, but Mm. she left in the right way and he left in the wrong way.
0: Mm. So the wrong way, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to make any, any mess. Skywalker, what are we going to do? do? I was thinking
1: that too. I had that same thought. (laughs) I was like, uh, that's definitely, that's a meme that's (laughs) taken off recently.
0: Um, I do have another Kyle Katarn quote. Yep. Um, this is kind of short, funny one. But um, <clears throat> he he runs into Luke, and Luke is kind of serious. Kyle is always kind of joking. Luke is, I he says, I sense a disturbance in the force. And Kyle says, you always sense a disturbance <laughs> in the force. Uh, <laughs> and that always got to me. That was always funny. So that's yeah. my number 11.
1: That's a very... Uh, 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 Tropy line the euro like that's like the i'm hungry you're always hungry type thing you're like you always you're always sensing a disturbance
0: i <laughs> sense a disturbance in the force yes but what about second disturbance <laughs> 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 oh man oh we're, someone's
1: gotta get, someone's gotta get, get the lotr jokes into star oh, wars yeah. somehow i don't know how they're gonna do it but someone's gonna like yeah. make them real subtle
0: Fan fiction is
1: the only way. So. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Oh, I it's... mean, there were there were other jokes that have that have made it in. So, yeah.
0: All right. We got you, our top ten. Uh, jump in. Yes.
1: All right. So my number ten. Uh, lots of thoughts with these top ten. So my number ten comes from the Rise of Skywalker, and it is a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect because this is when Rey throws the lightsaber into the fire, and mm. Go- Force Ghost Luke catches it. And uh, this line has a lot of deep uh, meaning in-universe and (laughs) out-of-universe. In-universe, you know, and actually the the out-of-universe is more loaded than the in-universe. Really, in-universe, he's trying to tell her don't give up on the Jedi. And he's also saying, hey, you have to to respect what comes before. Uh, But out-of-universe, it is more of an understanding of uh, Lucasfilm and specifically JJ recognizing we kind of messed up with The Last Jedi a little bit here we're trying to rectify it and so he, it's a direct call back to The Last Jedi when he just tosses it and, uh, and it works because I know I know there are people that really love Last Jedi more than Rise of Skywalker I think they're kind of on a similar plane for me although i think rise of skywalker as an overall film is more enjoyable but uh i do appreciate that they recognized their missteps uh, uh even though again this this goes back to the Thrawn quote of throns like you can make errors it's when you don't correct them that it becomes a mistake this is them trying to correct the error of the last Jedi, mm-hmm. and so i appreciate that decision to include that quote in there
0: I just hate that it was necessary.
1: So. Yes, but I think, it's a, I think it's a good, and it also is kind of funny. I always chuckle whenever I see that, see that line.
0: Mm. All right, let me go on to my 10. This is a great quote. Um, this is Luke and Yoda. He says, uh, Luke says, I don't, I don't believe it. And Yoda says, that is why you fail.
1: Mm, this quote has classic. always meant
0: so much, to, so much to me, and I, and I think back to, you know, the point of that is, in the moment Luke has just seen Yoda effortlessly, you know, just raise his sunken X-wing out of the swamp mm-hmm. like it was no big deal, and <laughs> this whole this whole you know moment is just Luke's mind being blown, like size doesn't matter, yeah, all of the preconceptions I have have to be broken, and. He says, I don't believe it. He doesn't even think before he says that. He's just speaking because yeah. that's, that's what is on his mind. He's, he doesn't believe it. And y- Yoda, very, very wise, very quick to point it out and such a teachable moment. That's why you failed. That is mm-hmm. why. If you, don't, you literally did not believe that you could do it. And that lesson gets taken to heart. We see him change. And you see him adapt that lesson to the degree that he does believe when no one else does believe. He believes that he can save Vader when no one else believes it. That's how much he decides and takes that lesson and applies it. I do, I do believe that I can do this. And mm-hmm. he also believes, soon I'll be dead and you with me, he says to the Emperor. That's how much he believes, and he's ready to commit his own life. Um, but he really takes that lesson of, I don't believe it to heart that he gets an empire. And that changes everything. I think for Luke. So it's a great great
1: quote. There's there's an element in the force mythology of faith in that you like because you can't really see midichlorians and understand how they work on a on a regular level, you kind of have to have faith that when you're trying to move the rock, that it's going to move, that when you try to move the X Wing, when you try to do a mind trick, that it's going to work, you don't know it's going to work, but you have the hope, the faith that it will. And so mm-hmm. him saying you uh that is why you failed, because he doesn't believe it, is basically saying that faith is an integral and important uh which is also very important in Christian uh beliefs. So mm-hmm. I I like that. That's a good that's a good quote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um what, my what number
0: number nine.
1: My number nine is one that I is an underrated quote because I don't see it much anywhere, but it is totally usable in so many ways. It is from Lando in the movie Solo uh, when he's trying to get his ship uh, free and they basically make him take a worse deal, and he says, "I don't like it. I don't agree with it, but I accept it." And I just I, I always smile with this line because I'm that is very much how a lot of real life works is mm. you're like I don't agree with it but like especially with business deals or with mm. understanding you know oh man I I wish I could go faster here in this in this speed limit or something there's mm-hmm. times where you like, you disagree you think the person is wrong. But the spirit of compromise. I'll accept your your offer, and so I think. And it's a it's a it's 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 well framed shot in the scene too of, of him on opposite sides, and then he he's pointing the finger, and it becomes a handshake, and so that that line works really well for me.
0: And Lando's always been a character that way that accepts some form of compromise. Yeah, he's willing to make deals. He's willing to. Mm-hmm. He's willing, more than anybody, to barter. He, he tries yeah. to barter with Vader, for crying kind of like, yeah. you You know? Yeah. And Vader keeps changing the terms, you know. Be unfortunate if I have to lead a garrison here, you know. It um, still keeps getting worse all the time.
1: <laughs> I'm actually okay with this deal, though.
0: Well, he was okay with the first deal. I don't like it. I don't like it. I have to give you Solo. He's my friend. But I'm okay with it. I accept it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and eventually he, you know, obviously he changed his mind, but... That, that's good foreshadowing. All right, number mm-hmm. nine for me is yeah. Who's the More Foolish, the Fool or the Fool Who Follows Him? Mm,
1: classic. By
0: Obi-Wan Kenobi. As you, uh, as you think about this quote, man, it's so deep. It's, uh, it's one of those that may, you wait, you, you stop and go, wait a minute. Wait, what's he talking The Fool or Fool's. Okay, yeah, the Fool Who Follows Him would be more foolish than the Fool. Right? But he's talking about this in, in what context again?
1: Uh, when when uh, uh, when Han calls him uh, an old fool, I knew you'd say that. When he's he's going along with what Obi Wan's saying, but he calls him a fool, and it's like I may be a fool, but you're the one who's doing what I'm telling you to do. So you're really a bigger fool for for just blindly following me. Which and is and who
0: else but like Obi Wan would sit there and argue politics with Han Solo? Yeah. And Han Solo <laughs> argues back with him multiple times. Right? They're like you know, lightsabers versus good old blaster. You know, the force is a hokey religion. You know, you have to
1: think if it was like Qui-Gon in that scene, he would have probably (laughs) let that line go. Um, uh, Or, or he, or or Qui-Gon would have directed his response to uh, Luke to try to teach Luke a lesson through this. Whereas Mm Obi-Wan is directly trying to convince Han uh and so that's it, it goes that uh, Obi-Wan's more willing to have confrontation in that way.
0: But Luke is still observing and and Ben oh, yeah, or yeah. Obi-Wan knows this. He knows that. So mm-hmm. he's he's somewhat philosophizing with him and he does a lot of that cuz we don't know what the Jedi think like when we're first introduced to them in A New Hope. Yeah. If you're watching chronologically in release order, you know. Yeah. We're still learning what the Jedi are like. So we're seeing an old grumpy Jedi who's Trying to argue his point of views. You know, more civilized age, the, you know, more elegant weapon, you know. None of these clunky blasters and random. <laughs> so, that's a
1: good. That was a dig at uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. So uncivilized.
0: Yes. Go ahead. What's your eight?
1: My number eight is uh, very simple. blast This is why I hate flying from uh, Obi-Wan and Attack of the Clones. Uh, but that's
0: where the fun begins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that line because it's, it's so telling of o- Obi-Wan. Not just that he says, this is why I hate flying, but notice he his expletive. Is the word blast? He can't even bring himself to use an actual it's, swear to word,
0: Deckfarric or something. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Even in-, in universe, actual like he just says blast. So he's it shows how composed he is. How even when he's literally being shot out, when he's out like potentially could die, he still refuses to swear. <laughs> And I was like, I appreciate that. And so the blast part is what was more impactful than the rest of it, but also just his philosophy of not liking flying. And it's also funny, which that ex- kind of explains why he uh, tries to recruit Han and doesn't just try to buy his own because he's like, I don't, I don't want to fly. No, Luke. No, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get a pilot. Don't worry. We'll get a pilot. He
0: says, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't mind flying. But what you're doing is suicide. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that line's good too.
0: <laughs> from from earlier in the film in Attack of the Clones. So. Mm-hmm. Blast! This is why I hate flying. Um, okay, you're gonna like this one, I think. <clears throat> this is uh, my number eight. The quote is uh, by Padme. So this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of people don't like that quote, but I really do, and. Even though the Palpatine, you know, some people have their take it or leave it approach to those. I think that you know, in in Revenge of the Sith, it was certainly handled well. And I actually wanted some of the deleted scenes put back in. I thought they were really good mm-hmm. with uh, with Padme's interaction with Mon Mothma, et cetera, the others as they sat and you know spoke about the 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 state of the Republic and the state of democracy and the whole philosophy of this is, <clears throat> you know, you have convinced an entire. Galaxy worth of senators, a majority of them, that giving up all of the power over their planets and having an emperor, essentially a supreme chancellor with ultimate power. They're sacrificing all of this, you know, liberty and freedom Mm -hmm. for security, for peace that they think, you know, um, we shall have peace and we shall have security. All of the things that basically Palpatine promised and she's sitting, she has the same philosophy we talked about earlier, right? When when obi or sorry, when Qui-Gon, you said the quote about him following the light side and how it wasn't definitely not the easy path. Yeah, Padme has that same approach here with regard to liberty. Yeah. It is not easy. You have to fight really, really hard to keep it. And if you ever give it up, you'll never get it back. One of the things that Palpatine says, you know, he says uh, in episode... Two is you know he says The powers you give me I will Lay down when this crisis has abated He doesn't ever do that He had no intention of giving that power back Mm -hmm. And you know Of course she saw the writing on the wall even then um, But certainly in episode three she All known and So this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause It is Short but um, It just speaks to how Convinced everybody was that it was the right thing And then the Death Star came along
1: and it, and it shows, as a quote, that uh, sometimes... You know, liberty, we, we as Americans think, oh, liberty's popular. People want liberty, right? Well, sometimes liberty's not the most popular. Sometimes the, the, the comf- something that will make you more comfortable, like security, is, is going to be the more popular option. And so she's like, don't let, don't, don't let the, just because it's popular say that that's where we should go, uh, which go- is basically a, a discussion about culture and going against, the, yeah. going against the grain in culture. So, yeah, that is an excellent, excellent quote. Uh, from that movie, which I think mm. uh, controversially, I love the politics. In fact, the politics in Phantom Menace are my favorite part of Phantom Menace, and so like I love the scenes on Coruscant in the, the mm-hmm. council chambers and in talking about politics. I It's why some of my favorite Star Wars books are political r- books r- related to politics. I wish they would lean more heavily into them, uh, except there are few that don't handle it well, but overall I really like them, so you're in good company with me.
0: All right. It. What's your number seven?
1: My number seven uh, is this is a more funny one, but is totally relatable. Uh, this All is. Right. Listen here, big deal. Women always learn the truth. Always. <laughs> Uh, I <laughs> I crack up at that line, and part of this ma- line makes me sad because this ma- reminds me how I so wanted Ray to end up with Finn in the sequel trilogy, and it just didn't happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Still, could happen. They could they could do it in. Something else, but no, they didn't end up together. But I really wanted them to, and you see how hard Finn's trying just to—he's—he's he's lying, but he's trying just to try to win over Rey because he—he likes Rey. He's—he's uh, he's infatuated with her, and and Han's just sees right through him. And Han's just like, she's gonna figure it out. If I can figure it out, she can figure it out. <laughs> so I love that line.
0: I, I like, yeah, <laughs> Han actually. His character in, in Force Awakens has some of the best Han moments. Yeah. And and I I I love I love Han as much as anybody um uh, but when it comes to Han, I don't have really any of his main quotes on here mm-hmm. on my list. Those are those are quotes that appeal to a lot of people less so me. Yeah. Uh, but that the I think in Force Awakens he has more quotes that kind of stick with me. Um, yeah. Anyway. And so I, I really like
1: I, like I really him. like how they handled him as a character in Force Awakens. I don't I'm not a Han fan. I don't care for him either in the original trilogy as much. I didn't,
0: I didn't much. like how I didn't like how they made him a failure of a father.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't like that, but I liked how he assumed the mentor role. I liked that you saw him yes. come around. That he has become. You know, he's when he argues. Going back to the other quotes we talked about with Han, uh, with with, with Obi Wan, Han in the original trilogy is a doubter, and in the sequel trilogy, he's come around. He actually believes the stuff. It's all right. true, all right. of it, um, mm-hmm. uh, which gives you a sense of hope. Which is what Star Wars should have, and it's especially mm-hmm. refreshing, especially since uh, for a majority of Last Jedi, up until the last fifteen minutes, Luke is it becomes the doubter, and so they kind of switch positions where Luke's always the optimist in the original trilogy. Instead, he's the pessimist. Mm-hmm. So it it shows their good dichotomy. Um, but you're right; I don't like I don't like that he's a failure as a father, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that was the part I did not like at all. But his character and the moments we see on screen, I did. All, I, I liked most of that. Anyway, my number seven is a Darth Vader quote. Now it's very hard to it's very hard to narrow down the best Darth Vader quotes. He's got so many of them. <clears throat> um, and and I have two. I have two on my list. Um, this one is, I think. His best quote from A New Hope, Mm -hmm. and it is, Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. And that quote to it... I mean, he's got so many great quotes, like I said. But is it really well-written? Oh my gosh, yes. It's so well-written. Is it, does it, is it perfect for his voice? Yes. Yeah. Is it in, a, in an awesome scene where he's already being intimidating? Yes. Does it accomplish like exposition? Yes. Does it accomplish like, you know, character and world-building with the Force, which we're just mm-hmm. learning about? Yes. So much. And you're sitting there watching going, whoa. He's saying this thing that just blew up a planet... Is nothing compared to the force, okay, this force stuff is a real deal this is cool. yeah, I need to know more about it and you know it's just one of those that I thought that's a that's a great one to choose from
1: mm-hmm. uh, from
0: Vader from a new hope.
1: It's it's one that gets the voice register perfect for James Earl Jones. Lots mm. of, I mean, Vader's voice just naturally—you could have him read a phone book and it's going to sound interesting because <laughs> it sounds so cool. But this one utilizes the way he does the technological terror. It just perfectly works mm-hmm. for his voice. Uh, it's like tailored to him. So I I agree that one is a good line, and also it it does show the dichotomy of the Empire that how despite. The fact that Vader and uh the Emperor have all the power in the g- galaxy like they they're literally the number one and two most powerful people, you'd mm-hmm. think that they'd use that power to influence the galaxy towards their worldview, but it shows that still in the Empire there's very much this pushback against the force against the supernatural, so it shows that they haven't even accomplished everything they need to so yeah. Mm. What's your next quote? My number, I think we're on number six now. Um, uh, Yes, my number six is, uh, I believe, the only original trilogy quote on my list, Mm. which is very shocking. Um, But it is lower than you would expect. Mine is, do or do not, there is no try. And it is a great quote because it resonates, but I am so frustrated by this quote because there are literally, literally times where you can't, succeed Do you can only try on something. And so trying shows that you're going to get better for next time. So trying is valuable. Uh, and it, so anyway, the do or do not like it's, it's one of those lines and it's of course stuck sticks with star Wars and it does show Yoda's. You have to believe in yourself that you're going to, that you are going to do it, not just that you're going to try to do it. It works in the scene but as a, just a quote that you can use in regular life, I very much uh, brush against it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think it's one that I've used a lot. Uh, I think every student knows yes. that quote. Yeah, that's a, it's it's just well well known, which mm-hmm. works works in many many settings. And I like it when I can quote Star Wars. Yeah, and people around me know that I'm quoting Star Wars. Yeah, that makes it makes it better. So this is one of those that I, I agree so. Let's do my number six. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, Qui- uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Uh, mm. But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future. Not, a, not at the expense of the moment, is what, uh, is what uh, Qui-Gon replies to him. The, uh, the moment. What does that mean? What does it mean, uh, mindful of the future... Not at the expense of the moment. What we're seeing is, as I'm sure you would be quick to point out, Master, Apprentice, Master and Apprentice, the book, I'm sure it's all about that. but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's the, what is the contrast between Yoda and Qui-Gon? Why are two of the most well-respected, both very truly light-side Jedi, why do they have such differing statements that they're both mm-hmm. telling Obi-Wan? And, you know, how is he... How is Obi Wan going to balance? And he always always feels like he's you know trying to be the mediator between the Council and Qui Gon, who Qui Gon just does whatever he wants. Um, but Qui Gon's also purely good and very wise at the same time. So I love I love how that quote sums up so much of it. And yeah, yeah.
1: there's there's uh, I was reading the book Kenobi as uh, right before we started uh, recording. And uh, this, I saw this quote, and when I w- saw the quote that you just talked about, about the, the living force and uh, be mindful of the moment, it reminded me of this when uh, uh, it's, the line is, this is talking about the Tuscan Raiders and a yark. And it says, The Tuscans had a word for tomorrow, but it was seldom used. What good would it be? Death rode behind the Tuscans, as the shadows to the Bantha. The settlers seemed not to know that erecting shelters to protect their various futures. The settlers became things fat and fleshy, no better than huts. Perhaps that was how the huts had come to be. Um, uh, A yark had never really wondered about it or much else. And so that quote is talking about how the Tuscans are about living in the moment. They follow the Qui-Gon rule, uh, whereas Obi-Wan tries to follow the thinking about the future, which is a lot of the decisions Mm -hmm. that Obi-Wan makes throughout his life are thinking about what's going to be in the future uh, including in the book Kenobi so but it also lines up well with that line between the two of them and it shows the two like Obi-Wan is the uh, is on one end of the spectrum ideologically and Qui-Gon is very much opposite and so the mm-hmm. fact that they are paired up together uh, is what's really amazing and that's the whole point of Master and Apprentice to show that two opposites have to work together Um mm-hmm. And so, well, here's
0: an, and I was, gonna, I was gonna see if you brought this up as well. But does your mind not go immediately to Luke and, and Yoda speaking in, in um, Empire about this same topic, right? Yeah. So, so Yoda, <laughs> it seems like he's even changed his mind because he says, you know, long time have I watched this one as he looked away to the future, never his mind on where he was, what he was doing. <laughs> You know, yeah, and and you know, <clears throat> of course Obi Wan's in the in the uh, the sky or whatever. He's he, he's just he's a is a Force Ghost. He's interjecting a little bit. So was I, if you remember. You know, he <laughs> he's too old. Um, but this whole argument is now flipped, and Yoda's on the side mm-hmm. of you, Luke. All you've done is you know. You've been mindful of the future. All you've done is looked away. You've had all these dreams. But you were never focused on improving yourself day to day on the MIDI on the small details. You were yeah. missing moments left and right because mm-hmm. you were you were doing this and it's the same meaning behind it as Qui telling to Obi Wan back in episode one.
1: And, and you anyway. think um, uh, Yoda's in a very much a different place like uh, in, in in episode one, Yoda's still at the height of his power. he's still uh, head of the council. he's still wor- as, uh, to put it in like more modern terms, he's working full- time, he's got the the, the six figure salary And then in uh, Empire he has retired and he's realizing he doesn't have much time left. And so his viewpoint, is very much mm. going naturally going to change between those two periods of time, and so it's natural that he would switch over. So
0: I like that, that's good. Yeah, what's your number five then? Go to you.
1: My number five uh, is uh, okay, so we've already talked about this one, so it'll we'll be brief, but it's to defeat an enemy, yep. you must know them, not just their battle tactics, oh. but their history, philosophy, art. Um, Mm. So I had this very high up on the list because I love this line. First of all, out of Mm. universe context, this line was the first line that we heard from Thrawn in the Rebels trailer from Mm. Celebration uh, London. And I remember because I watched live that, uh, that panel because back in that time, I was just starting to get into Star Wars books. But my favorite thing about Star Wars was still Rebels at the time. And so I was watching that. And all of a sudden, you hear the audience ooing and aahing. And thus, they say, we need someone who knows the bigger picture. And then Thrawn says that line. And everyone goes nuts. Uh, you can still see that, that video uh, from, from yeah. Celebration. It's a great, great moment of the fandom. Just how nuts everyone went. And uh, everyone was able to determine just from that line... Who was saying it? Because it is perfectly <laughs> a Thrawn line, and yeah, and yeah. in the epi- in the episode, it works really well. Um, uh, I believe it's this is from the episode Harris mm-hmm. uh, Heroes of Rebels, where he uh, is basically uh, he's at Harris' uh, home on Ryloth, and uh, he's able to figure out that Harris a bad or uh, works as a rebel when no one else is able to, to determine that. And it's just it, it follows his philosophy, it follows uh, his, uh, his brilliance in that he looks at what everyone else doesn't look at. They're like, no, no, let's just, look at, let's just look at their battle tactics to defeat them. And Thrawn's like, hey, I can defeat them without looking at their battle tactics. And so it shows kind of a more macho stance from Thrawn, which I like. So, mm. great quote.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I won't add anything since I've already talked about it, but that's very good. Alright, um, <clears throat> my number five comes from The Rise of Skywalker. Hey! Which happens to, happens to have one really, really beautiful moment in it that I love. <laughs> and the quote is uh, is Ben Solo, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Oh. And then you hear Han. Han says, you do. You do. Oh. And sometimes just hearing just hearing a father just reassure his son and especially when you're about to do something difficult. You know, you're about to make a hard decision. You're about to have to sacrifice something or, or step out in faith and, and do something difficult you've never done before. And just having somebody in your corner who's saying, no, you, you do. I don't, have, I don't know if I can do this. You do. Right? Uh-uh. That is so beautiful. And I love the way that even though you know Han hated or Harrison Ford hated to come back, he did come back for that moment. Um, it made the quote sweeter. We didn't expect to see him. And even yeah. though it wasn't even like a Force ghost, it was all inside of Ben Solo's head. Because, um, <coughs> you know, obviously Han's not a Force ghost. But that is such a great moment in quote. I love the way that it throws back to Force Awakens too. So. Yeah, it really does. Good. It a does. Really it quote.
1: it is a good call and response, pay, uh, promises and payoffs line. Uh, it is sad that it was necessary because that should have been a type of thing. It should have, if if Carrie Fisher had survived, uh, it should have been her saying it in Force Ghost form, but saying the exact same line. He should have had the same. Scene with her finally forgiving him, even after she's a Force ghost now. But uh, because she's dead, they couldn't, <clears throat> and so naturally <clears throat> they they went to Harrison Ford, which worked well in the theater. And I, I I can't think about this line without thinking about my dad, who was so happy he was right because after Force Awakens, he said, "Nana." Harrison Ford's coming back. Han Solo's returning, and I was like, "You're <laughs> crazy." I said, "There is no check they can write that's large enough to convince him to come back," and I was
0: wrong because <laughs> they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just for a minute. Just for, Just for minute.
1: one minute. Yeah. They probably had to pay ten million dollars, but hey, they got him back. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the best did. scene. That is by far the best scene in that movie.
0: Uh, I think so too. Oh, I think so. Love that scene. All right. Yeah, I wish I wish Ben Solo was alive. His, his his arc had come full circle and now he had so much more story left. He had he had so much more left to tell. Um, I think that it would have it's, been it's sad uh, that, he, that he didn't make it.
1: The the, the the way they this is a little tangent, but the way that they ended his storyline mm-hmm. worked. In a general story sense of, okay, you have this villain, he's being redeemed, but he still has all of the consequences of his actions, and so that's why we're going to kill him off. And mm-hmm. also because it's very hard to bring a character back and make the audience stick with them even after that. It's 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 happened, like, they, they've, they've, they've turned rogues into uh, heroes, but they have never turned pure Villains really into regular heroes, especially in Star Wars, as much um, and you, again it follows the the pattern of Darth Vader he gets redeemed, and then it very quickly uh, dies afterwards mm-hmm. and so it it j j Abrams made the decision that's more mainstream but i would have preferred to mm-hmm. see if imagine if 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 ben solo had walked hand in hand with ray back to the rebels and all of a sudden they're all cheering oh yeah and, and then ben solo's there yeah. and they're yeah. all freaked out and then, then imagine if they there was had no
0: risk there was no i risk. wanted to see some risk yeah just something interesting to make me want more but and, that's not where we're – like, think about all the people who have suggested what if Ray was the one who absolutely embraced her Palpatine side at the end or flirted with it. And we see some hint that she might in the future, you know, that e- – even in a, that would have been something to, to yeah. get us way more interested. But obviously what you presented would be just, just as valid. There would be tons of opportunities and they didn't risk anything. So that's why it didn't work as well. We're at, we're I would have –
1: Yeah, I will will finish this with, I would have loved, (laughs) I would have loved to see him, when he goes back, imagine if they had actually had a trial, like, I don't know, like, one of the rebels is like, we have to, we have to try him for all his crimes, and at the end of the trial, they find him not guilty, they say, you are pardoned, we are forgiving you, we are giving you a second chance. Oh, that would have been such a good thematic ending, uh... Oh, I wish I oh, man. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a multiverse. If there's a multiverse, I want to go to that universe and watch that movie. I would have enjoyed that. So, OK, I'm off my off the tangent. Well, <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. So number four, right for you. Number yeah. Four? Or no. Yeah. Or is it number three?
1: It's number four for me. Um, okay, my number, number four. F- yeah. My number four is very short to the point. Use my knowledge. I beg you. I beg you. I beg you <laughs> from Revenge of the Sith. I uh, You know, the, the the Palpatine line from Revenge of the Sith that's quoted the most is, have you heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? But the one that is... I thought you were going to
0: say, I am the Senate.
1: Oh, that's okay. That's, that's the other one. Uh, they're both, they're both yes. quoted equally amount. But this one really is a good quote because it represents how, uh, you know, I, I forgot who said this, but uh, knowledge is not good or bad uh it's in and of itself. it's how you use the knowledge uh, mm. and uh and in this quote, he's basically trying to twist it by saying, use my knowledge. it's actually bad knowledge, but I'm gonna make you think it's good, make you think it's good knowledge and so it shows the expert manipulation that. Uh, He has on Anakin and Anakin comes very close to letting him die later on and to actually like staying on the light side. And instead, he 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 gets manipulated by this quote and he wants to use the knowledge that he has. And so, oh, such such a good line.
0: Mm. I like it. And I like Palpatine. Now, number four is a Luke quote from Return of the Jedi. The force is strong in my family. My Mm. father has it. I have it. And my sister has it. (laughs) It's such a weighty moment because I had been waiting for the moment for for Leia to find out. And the audience has been too because this whole time, the tension wrapped around the trio, this whole love triangle, whatever, that's been going on. That's the moment that it's finally resolved and it's like, oh, I'm free to, you know... Uh, but it's at the same time it's still a little bit complicated because the weight that carries with it is, wait, Darth Vader's your father? Wait, Darth Vader's my father? <laughs> 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 you know, it's it's first it's who is your father, you know, you know she's she's just in, in like awe of this and the weight of it's hitting her hard, and he's like, wait, there's there's more, and <clears throat> you know, um, you know if if I can't come back, you're the only hope for for the rebellion. Um, but that quote, you know, and he, when you think about Luke in the original trilogy, his lines in, in, you know, A New Hope are all, they're all the person who he has in the, the person he's having dialogue with, they have the better line. And this yeah. the, is the young, whiny line. Yeah. In the Empire, he has, he has all of these great wisdom bombs being dropped on him by Obi-Wan and Yoda. Yeah. And he's the one who's like... Yes, I'll go do that. But they're like, wait a minute, you know, you're rushing off in a hurry, um, and you know, so so even in his da- his banter with um with Han at the beginning, I think Han still has the better end of those quotes. So this Return of the Jedi is really where most of the meat is yeah. from Luke actually having great quotes, and this one is right up there with some of the best lines that he gets.
1: It represents Luke's turn to becoming the Jedi Master, and it also foreshadows him leading Leia in the Force, which we know from Rise of Skywalker that he trained her a little bit. And so it, uh, it's one of the reasons why uh, I think that Rise of Skywalker, the audience is okay that they have this big reveal of, oh, wait, Leia was a Jedi. She was trained by by Luke 2 because it's naturally set up that she's also one of the hopes um, uh, in in Return of the Jedi. So, yeah, that is a great quote. All right. To top three.
0: Top three. Mine are all good.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, mine is... Uh, this next one is... Literally and metaphorically, a short (laughs) quote. It is, the negotiations were short. Um, (laughs) That
0: is...
1: (laughs) Such a meme. Such a meme, but uh, it works. You are a writer at one thing, Master. The negotiations, were short. I love. I just love that that line because it's just, it's it's poking fun. It's it's Obi Wan poking fun at uh, at Qui Gon and showing that they have such a fun relationship that even though they disagree all the time, they still are so so much fun to like. It makes that kind of a quote made me think, why don't we have a TV series, and I still think we should get this, a TV series about a master and an apprentice going around the galaxy, and you see an apprentice grow up, and you see the master train them, and the student becomes the master at the end. That's the type of TV yeah. show I would love. I am so, like, I want that TV show so bad, and we haven't gotten it for some reason. And mm-hmm. uh, Mandalorian is really the closest we're going we're gonna to get to it at the moment. But uh, this quote makes me think of that type of ro- dynamic relationship between the Master and the Apprentice, and it just works so well. And it, sh- it shows we have serious quotes between them that you talked about in your yours, and then you have some more fun, silly aspects of it, too.
0: Yeah, that quote is also ripe for being played with. Like, yeah. Lego Star Wars would be like, General Negotiator. Yeah, (laughs) are shorter than I expected. (laughs) Well, the well the negotiator was short. (laughs) You know, something like that would happen. You know,
1: which, by the way, as we record this, I think we're like one day away. We're
0: less than forty eight hours. Yeah, two days Release.
1: Yeah, everyone's talking about it online. And you have your
0: you have your pre release ordered You you've got to make sure you get the deluxe edition that's going to include all of the Mandalorian content and the extra stuff.
1: I have a bigger issue that I don't have a console. So. Just get
0: it for P- PC, man. Just for PC.
1: I don't have a PC.
0: Oh. <laughs> Do you have Do you have a Switch or an Xbox or nothing? Nope. Have- okay.
1: I have a PS4, but it's at home, and I don't. I haven't used it in years.
0: It comes out on PS4, doesn't it? Yeah. It's oh. going to be released on four, I think.
1: Okay, I, I th- might. I
0: think it's going to be released on Xbox One and PS4. Just. The graphics won't be quite as good.
1: I, I will. There, there are still extenuating circumstances depending on whether or not I will use it. But that's an off-air topic. So
0: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah.
1: I am excited uh, for it, though.
0: Okay, my number three, we've already talked about Techno it. Pick number three, my No. <laughs> try not. Try not. Do or do not. There, there is no try. Uh, so it's, since we already talked about it, love it. Uh, throw it back to you for your number two.
1: My number two, uh, this is one, again, I think, I want to ch- I can't check it. Um, uh, this was also on the quote from the novelization of, of Rogue One, uh, the one that they they took and put it on the back, uh, but it is such a good quote, and uh, it's, it's one of the reasons why Rogue One works for me, is because this quote encapsulates the whole movie, which is, rebellions are built on hope. Um, that's from Jin talking to uh, I mean uh, the, it is a, I think it's originally used in the movie by uh, uh, Cassian Andor. But Jin uses it in a very impactful way when she's trying to convince everyone in that council realm to hey, we, we only have hope. We, but but that's all we need to defeat the empire, and I, uh, and and it just it sets the tone of the rest of the film. You know, the film starts really dark in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. and. Mm Even though the ending is also very dark, it still has this air of there's still a future. There's still hope. There's still the chance. A small, kind of like in Christianity, we talk about having the faith of a mustard seed. That's This is the Star Wars equivalent of you just have a little bit of hope that there's a tiny little hole in the Death Star, but that's all we needed. And so uh, that, that quote really, it's, it's one of the best mm. lines for me in Star Wars.
0: Mm. This is also my number two, uh, one of the best lines for me in Star Wars. It is from Vader. <clears throat> it is he says, "You already have, Luke. You were right about me. Tell your sister, you were right."
1: Mm, also That's a good. In response
0: quote. to Luke saying, "You know, I, I'll not leave you, Father. I have to save you." And yeah. this is this is the most satisfying thing for for a lot of people. You know. Accepting Vader's kind of redemption might have been difficult, but as a kid, I was rooting so hard for it. And this moment, accompanied, me, of course, with some of like the most beautiful stuff John Williams has written, um, it is so impactful. And the way that you know Vader, he realizes the importance, and it made me realize too, he doesn't even know who his sister is, like at yeah. this point. He knows he has a twin sister. He just read his mind and found it out, which he tried to use it against him mere, mere moments earlier. Yeah. But he's he was changed. He was free. You were right about me. was still good in me. That all you know. This lesson that Luke believed. You know, I got. I know. I believe it. And there is still good in him. And I'm going to fight for it. You were right, and tell your sister you were right, and he he, he can sense that that was something Luke needed to do. Um, so. It's always interesting to me think about too. Like, at what point did Vader maybe learn that Leia was his daughter? Yeah. Um, was it
1: after he tortured her? He's like,
0: <laughs> yeah, he was probably feeling pretty bad about that. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, I love in, that quote. That's my number two.
1: And that quote, kind of, you know, in that quote, you realize Luke gets the closure with Vader. Uh, so he kind of is able to reconcile all the evil that Vader's done with the good of his of his redemption. Leia gets secondhand from Luke that Vader is rec- is, is is reconciled, but she never gets that closure with him. And there is a right. book written by. Uh, uh, Claudia Gray, called Bloodline, which is a fantastic, fantastic book, which talks about it's it's about the politics of the New Republic, and it's leading right up into The Force Awakens. And in this book, Leia is outed as Vader's daughter. Um, uh, nobody knew beforehand other than, you know, the close friends group, the close knit. But everyone finds out, and she has a dis- difficulty explaining that she's forgiven Vader, but she still has never been able to, 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 she was never able to see him in person and, and forgive him in person. And so she also has to deal with all the public. Oh, you're Vader's daughter. You can't possibly be good enough to, to be our leader. So yeah, there's a lot of good discussion that all stems from this idea that mm-hmm. Luke got to, got to forgive his father, but Leia never really got to. <clears throat>
0: yeah. The consequences. Sure. Hmm. So OK, so number one, your very best quote. Yeah. one liner that you think. Yes. So what is the number what do you think is the number one quote in or one liner in all of Star Wars?
1: So this is a controversial uh, pick, I think, uh, because this one line works on so many levels. And uh, it is the reason that the, this movie, Works for me as as a whole. I, I I realize there's problems with it, but this is the reason it works. It is from the Last Jedi. It is the greatest teacher. Failure is is yeah. from Yoda, and this sequence was That's just the
0: best qu- quote from that movie.
1: Yeah, it's the best quote. Uh, yeah. Um, so. I I actually wrote a little essay on this, uh, never really published it anywhere, but just did it privately, but I wrote an essay on this back when it came out, and that's really the thesis of the entire movie. You think about this is uh, all of the characters fail at one point in the movie and succeed at another. Let's take Poe for for our first one. Poe at the beginning of the movie fails and he tries to use what little he has to defeat the the first order. When what he needs to learn is that sometimes it's best to live another day to to survive, to keep your people. It's better to keep your people alive than to throw the throw their lives out for nothing. And he n- he So he, he fails at the beginning of the movie, and by the end of the movie, he's learned that mistake, and he becomes a good leader, which sets him up becoming the general in uh, Rise of Skywalker. You have someone like Finn, who has always been running away, and he has essentially the opposite lesson, where Finn has always been running away from all his problems. And he fails because of this throughout the movie. Every time he tries to do something... He always fails. But then when he finally decides not to uh, uh, run away, he faces his, his fate head on and he's willing to sacrifice himself. That's when he finally succeeds. You have Luke. Luke fails throughout the movie because he has not yet learned what, he should be doing. And what should he be doing? He should be involved. He should not be aloof. He's aloof beforehand. And because of that, he doesn't, isn't able to impart knowledge. And this goes to Rey with her failing to convert Kylo. This goes to everyone, to Holdo even, because Holdo fails to reveal her plan. And when she finally makes obvious Mm -hmm. what she's supposed to be doing, which is when she uses the ship to, to destroy the other ship, it succeeds. And so it shows that uh, this, this one line is the thesis of the film, that, the, that, t- that failure is the greatest teacher. And so that's why this line works so well for me.
0: Mm. My, f- my top quote <clears throat> is one that is so synonymous with Star Wars, people don't even really know which episode it's from but it encapsulates Anakin's path the dark side everything about all of the all of the failures and and everything so uh so tied into that idea that you just brought up with your with your number 1 the quote is from Yoda it says uh, fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering and that quote is obviously like everybody knows that quote that's one yeah. of the most well known of all Star Wars but it's one of George Lucas's really most brilliant I mean I know he when he wrote that line he he really did what he accomplished what he wanted to with it because it it, it pictures the foreshadowing that we know is going to come with Anakin
1: mm-hmm. it, it is
0: perfectly describes everything we've already seen from Vader yeah you know it it's been like you've seen you've seen like art that have had like, you know, fear and it's, you know, pictures of Anakin at different paces in his life. Anger, hate, suffering and, you know, that how each of the phases of his life are described by that and how that's really all the dark side does. It takes, you know, steps to get to the place. It shows you that you, you don't get there all of a sudden. You, you know, it shows you that by every choice you make, you're either leaning into or away from eventual suffering you know, Mm -hmm. eventual suffering and how much of that's your, of your undoing. So it's, uh, I think it's one of those that deserves to be at the top of the list for, for great Star Wars one-liners, and it
1: and it really works because it shows how you may not think your action has consequence now, but by doing this, this leads to this. It it is a a Rube Goldberg effect. It is a uh uh this leads to this effect, which is very powerful. And uh, in arguments, it's not always the best uh, thing, but it, in in life, it is a good lesson to learn. So it is a very good quote. Good, good choice. And my good number choice. zero
0: quote. <laughs> by Hondo Onaka. I smell profit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I have to end it on, the, on, a, uh, on a joke right there. Oh.
1: Well, I, just, I can't think of that quote anymore without thinking of back, you know, when we were watching The Bad Batch. And we had one of the YouTube channels, Chewie's Meme Town, which... They were making a meme or zoom mm-hmm. v- meme video for every episode, and they every time ended the 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 video with "I smell
0: profit." And so it was really, <laughs> really, yes. really
1: used. Uh,
0: it's yeah, it's overused in that channel.
1: But <laughs> but it's a great line though. <laughs> wow,
0: well, Jim Cummings is a is a treasure.
1: Yes, he, he needs so. to do live action Star Wars. Bring make Hondo oh. Onaka live action. Bring him into. <laughs>
0: Something. Maybe so. Maybe he'll be in Kenobi. You never know. Mm. If they bring live-action Hondo into the uh, show. Yeah. There's no way they'll get somebody else to voice him.
1: Voice? No. Way. But they'll probably have someone else do the actual yes, physicality. Yes, a different but, actor, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Um, so, hey, I really enjoyed this. This is good discussion. Yeah, me too. This was maybe, fun. Maybe another time we could do um, Memes. more of a deep-dive look into like a certain movie and to talk about yeah. the quotes from a certain movie and, and, and get more into each of the specific films. But I feel like we got a good overview because some of these ties, I love how, when we talked about one, we kept throwing it back to another one yep. and tying them in together because that's what star Wars does. Everything is, everything is tied together. It's and like poetry. So often it rhymes. It. That's what I was about to say. About. <laughs> <laughs> Roll us on out of here since I know you've got plans.
1: Oh well thank you. Um, uh, you can find us on simple, uh, simple tunes. You can find us on Simplecast. you can find us on iTunes. you can find us on Stitcher, iHeartRadio and radio.com. You can find us on Google Play. you can find us on Facebook, Two Sons of Tatooine you can find my YouTube channel, um, Jonathan Cohn, and you can uh, find us other places like Goodreads and Roku Depot. but until <laughs> next time, I'm Jonathan.
0: I'm not Jonathan. I'm Megan, <laughs> A.K.A. and T Bro, and thanks for listening to Two Sons of Tatooi. <laughs>